Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome into the Nightcap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you for the next hour or so. As we get ready for the NFL season to kick off tomorrow night at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, the Buffalo Bills will be taking on the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, tomorrow night at 8.20 kickoff. We, of course, have pregame all day tomorrow here on WGR to get you ready for Game 1 of the 2022 NFL season. But the Bills... Broke some news earlier today, and that's where I want to start the conversation off tonight. And that, of course, is the four-year extension giving to Bills tight end Dawson Knox a $53.6 million contract, 31 of which is guaranteed. And I got some thoughts on this going along with what's going on in the Bills' offseason this year. One of the big talking points has been what's going on with Jordan Poyer. Is he going to get a new contract? What's happening there? Is he going to be back next season? Is is this it? I think to me, Knox getting a deal. Knox at a position that we just don't know how much usage we were going to get out of Knox into this offseason, coming into this season. It now feels like we know for sure what's going on here. Knox is, I think, five, six years younger than Jordan Poyer. And now it seems to have the writings on the wall that not only that this team believes in Knox, and we'll get to that, but I think my major point that I took away from this early was I think Jordan Poyer is done on this team after this season. I think that they're going to move on from him. We knew this point was coming at some point, and that is the fact that the Bills will eventually have to let go of some of their great talent that they've had. They cannot feasibly pay everyone. They can try, but likely it won't happen. Jordan Poyer could absolutely come back on a one-year deal, finish up his career. But I don't think Poyer thinks that his career is done, and I don't think Poyer's career is done after this year or after two years. I think he's still got enough football left in him. But this team clearly trusts their young safeties in both DeMar Hamlin and, of course, Jaquan Johnson. Another season where they're going to probably get some playing time. They're going to be built, brought back uh, you know, more and more and more. That the team could feel comfortable in moving on to a younger guy. I think that's absolutely something that could be going on here. And it's not something I disagree with. So why not move on and see what you've got? Because you're going to have to eventually. So that, of course, is what happened earlier today. 
Now with Knox and and this on Knox right now, what should we expect from him this year now that he has this extension? Because this extension is much more of a what will you do for us down the road rather than what you've done for us already. Because Knox up to this point, while he's been progressively getting better, of course, nine touchdowns last year. I mean, he had his most yardage, his most targets last year. We still don't know how good Knox can be. Is he going to be somebody that's in that Mark Andrews? I guess we can throw out Travis Kelsey and George Kittle realm, but I think that's a bit aggressive. Where's he going to be compared to those tight ends? The Bills clearly think he could be pretty good. He's getting top five tight end money right now. Well, he will next year when the contract kicks in. But ultimately, by the time this contract kicks in, he may be ninth, 10th, 11th on that list with guys like Mike Kosecki, Darren Waller. Kyle Pitts will eventually get a contract extension. There's a big tight end group coming along that Knox just may have been ahead of the curve, which is very par for the course with the Buffalo Bills under Brandon Bean. Josh Allen got done before the big tight end, before the big quarterback boom, and Stephon Diggs got done before the big wide receiver boom that we saw with contracts. This is the this is the Bills of the of the Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott era. This is what they do. They get ahead of the curve before everything kind of goes all you know, willy-nilly and, and, and every contract gets insane and they can't keep up with it and they have to let more and more guys go. Getting ahead like this, you may run into a player who, after a year or two, wants a new deal. That may, of course, happen. That I think will likely happen at least once with the Bills. But for the most part, the Bills get out in front of it, they get their guys paid, and they move on to the next person before that position even came up as a serious issue that they had to take care of. It has been something the Bills have done early with, of course, Josh Allen. Of course, with Tredavious White as well. Tredavious White, for a hot minute, was the highest paid cornerback in football. And then was immediately overtaken by two or three other guys. And that's fine. That's okay. Dawson Knox can say right now that he's going to be a top five paid tight end in football. But by the time that contract hits... He is now likely not a top five paid tight end, and that's okay. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, 
But Knox's deal is fascinating because it is one of those what will you do for us down the road rather than what have you done for us already. Last year, he had 71 targets. He had nine touchdowns, almost 50 receptions, 49 receptions, and 587 yards. By far his most productive career or productive year in his career. What could we expect this year? He only started 14 games. So there's still, you know, the injuries. He can obviously play more. But should we start expecting Dawson Knox to be a 100-target guy on this offense? We've been sitting here all offseason wondering who is going to take up the Cole Beasley, you know, Manuel Sanders from last year targets. Who is going to take up those targets? Of course, we know Gabe Davis is going to get a huge jump in his. We assume, though, Isaiah McKenzie coming up, being potentially the team's starting slot receiver, and even Addison Jameson Crowder, a lot of us thought Dawson Knox was going to take a hit in his production, that ultimately this year would prove tight end. It's just maybe not that valuable for the Bills as a long-term offensive option. I think this deal, though, I think the fact that they got this extension done proves that it is anything but the case. That in reality, the Bills very much value Dawson Knox and who he will be on this offense. This whole offseason, it's been, we, we've had different conversations about the tight end position. When, of course, the Bills signed O.J. Howard, there was talks of, man, is it going to be a you know, two-tight end system? Is Knox even going to lose more production because he's not going to be the sole tight end this year? He was a lot last year. He was a lot last year. Then, of course, you know they add James Cook. They add Jamison Crowder. Isaiah McKenzie gets moved to the starting slot receiver position. And it just it did look like, man, I, it, there's just too many mouths to feed. And Knox at the tight end position, of course, mainly just because they haven't really targeted him a ton. You thought, you know, just looking at it blankly, all right, he might be the one that takes a hit in terms of his production. I'm now, I'm, I'm going to go on record a little bit here. I think it is going to change for him. I think it is going to drastically change for Knox in terms of how much he's going to be used in this offense. I'm not saying he's going to get 120 targets. Going back to Mark Andrews, I've mentioned him as you know, a guy that could Dawson Knox be in his, in his category. Andrews in his second year had 98 targets in 2019. 852 yards and 10 touchdowns. He was maybe... The Ravens' best offensive weapon, obviously not named Lamar Jackson that year. That's the year Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. The next year, he goes down a little bit in targets. 88, 701 yards, 7 touchdowns. He spiked last year. 153 targets, 107 receptions, over 1,300 yards receiving, and 9 touchdowns. I kind of want to say that Josh Allen could be right around 2020 Mark Andrews numbers, 88 receptions, or I'm sorry, 88 targets, 58 receptions, about 700 yards, and like seven, eight, nine touchdowns. I think that's where Dawson Knox could be. But if you told me he was going to be a mix between 2019 and 2020 Mark Andrews in terms of targets, 98 to 88, there's a 10 target window there. I think absolutely. To me, this contract proves they want to use him, not just as a red zone weapon. And I think a lot of this also proves that look, who the, who the Bills are going to be paying is whoever makes Josh Allen's life easier. They'll, of course, pay like guys like Ed Oliver. Travis White, of course, has already been paid. They'll probably pay one of the linebackers. Of course, Matt Milano was paid as well. Edmonds, though, a lot of us believe that he could be out the door pretty soon. 
So of course, I mean they're gonna they're going to sign back some of these defensive players. But in terms of big money, in terms of we need to keep this guy on the roster, I think that always the first thing they'll think of is what will this do for our quarterback? What will this do for Josh Allen? And it will be one of those, is getting rid of Dawson Knox going to make Josh's life harder? If the answer is yes, then I think the Bills start paying. They'll start opening up the checkbook. They'll start being a little more lenient on how much they're willing to give players like Knox. Because while I do think Knox's role is going to expand this year, that's all coming from the contract that they gave him. The fact that he is getting $31 million guaranteed. The fact that it is a four-year extension, it puts him with the Bills until 2026. He's 25 now. He'll be 29 at the end of this contract. They have completely locked in Dawson Knox to be with the Bills effectively for most of his career. Most of his prime years. But Knox last year in 49 receptions had 587 yards and nine touchdowns. If he jumps up to you know, 71 targets, let's say he does go up to 90 targets. Let's just flatline at 90 targets. And gets about 60 receptions. He'll be around just based off the average of what he had last year in yards because he has been he has become a deep threat for this team as well. He'll be around 700, 800 yards. And let's say he takes maybe a dip in, in touchdowns because Gabe Davis is going to have a major role in the red zone, I think, as well. So he has seven you know touchdowns. But if he adds maybe even 200, 300 more yards, he's going to be one of the Bills' best weapons all year. But I will say, I think he proved that last year. I think he proved he's one of the Bills' best weapons. He's a safety blanket for Josh. Josh goes to him a lot when he's feeling pressured. In his first two years, Knox had a lot of drop issues. The team was working through that, especially his rookie year. But he would make spectacular catches. It was some of the easy ones. He had a real tough time reeling in. Now in his fourth year, obviously having you know a much bigger role than he had in college at Ole Miss, things could very much be turning in the favor of Knox becoming a bit of a household name in the NFL world. I think that's something that, I'm, that I, I, I didn't think about. Knox potentially being a household name in the NFL. I said it last year, though. Not on air. I was with my buddies. And it was it was maybe, you know, I think five or six weeks in. I was sitting there. I'm like, I think Dawson Knox is going to have an all-pro season this year. Because those first few games, he was a menace. He was just a problem child for every team the Bills played last year, early on in the season. It just felt like... No one could really deal with him. Everybody was having issues. And he was just, he was scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. He went through four games straight with scoring touchdowns. He had three receptions against the Dolphins, 17 yards, a touchdown against Washington, five receptions, 49 yards, a touchdown. Houston, he had eight, oh, excuse me, he had five receptions, 37 yards, and two touchdowns. And then, of course, the Kansas City game, three receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. He went through a bit of a drive spell, dry spell there. However, against the Colts, he had 10 targets, six receptions, 80 yards. The New Orleans Saints, he had only three catches, two touchdowns. There were points in this season I really thought he was going to absolutely skyrocket in terms of national recognition, and it, and it tailed off a bit. It tailed off a bit. 
But if they're going to put him in far more with this offense, number one, I think like the Pittsburgh opening day where he had four targets, four receptions, I think it's got to be around 6-7. If he's really going to have a huge jump tomorrow against a weak linebacking core, I got to imagine he's going to have five, six catches, seven, eight targets. Because they're going to have to take advantage of something there. I think Miami, kind of the same deal. They're not really great linebacking core. They got a good secondary. You can maybe take advantage of the middle of the field. We will know early just how much this team really values Knox. And that part where he kind of went, uh, not, you know, himself wasn't playing necessarily bad. It was during a bit of a rough spell for the Bills as a whole. The Tennessee game, Jets game, they, they you know, they whooped on him a bit, but Josh really didn't have to throw to him much. The Colts game is just a wash. They lose 41 to 15. New Orleans obviously scores two touchdowns. The, you know, wind bowl against New England. The Tampa overtime loss was maybe his one of his best games of the year, seven receptions, 60 yards and a touchdown. He was spectacular in that game. And then people forget just because of how dynamic and how devastating they were in the playoffs. People forget that at the end of the season, the Bills did not look great on offense. Carolina, they looked fine. They ultimately won that game 31-14, but they didn't look great most of that game. New England, the offense looked spectacular. Knox had a touchdown in that game as well. They looked spectacular through that game. But then the final two games, Atlanta and the Jets, the Bills didn't look good. The Bills were going into that New England playoff game not looking very good. And Knox in those games, he only had two targets in Atlanta, zero receptions. And against the Jets, he had five targets and three receptions. He then popped off again against the New England Patriots, five for five, 89, and two touchdowns. But ultimately, Knox kind of took a bit of a dry spell as well, just as when the Bills themselves, that Bills offense, was taking a bit of a dry spell. And now I wonder how much they're going to use him going forward. Because that contract tells me they want to. Or that they think they will use him much more. Of course, the Bills open up with the Rams, and they open up with the Tennessee Titans. Two primetime games back-to-back. Thursday night football, technically, to open up the season. And then Monday night football. I think both of those games, he could really be a devastating factor. If now, with the contract is showing us, how much the Bills actually want to use him. I think he could be a devastating factor for the Bills. I talked about it last night with the Rams and their weaknesses. Their linebacking core, yes, they have Bobby Wagner, but he's not hes not the Wagner that's going to wind up in the Hall of Fame with Seattle. He's not who he is anymore. He can take advantage there. And especially because with Aaron Donald, Josh is going to have to get the ball out quick. I think guys like McKenzie, Crowder, a lot of the slot guys, and of course Knox, could really have a big day just because the Bills, I think early on, are just going to try to cut down the field with short passes, keeping the ball away from Aaron Donald and almost forcing you know, the Rams to kind of drop back. And then they can do you know, a multitude of things. If it works, they can do a multitude of things from that point on. Then you get Miami and Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is a, is a bit worrying. They have maybe one of the deepest secondaries in football. We heard Nate Geary today when he joined the show talk about that and how, how deep their secondary could be. Their linebacking core, I think Patrick Queen is somebody that came out of the draft with a ton of promise. We haven't really seen much of that yet. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Green Bay. Green Bay's got a great defense. That's going to be tough. 
The Jets, Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit, New England. I think a lot of those games there he could take advantage. But, again, I think my thing is, is I'm I'm looking now at Mark Andrews and the high highs that he had in terms of targets, in terms of receptions, and I just think I we're going to have Knox be paid like a top-five tight end but not be used necessarily like top-five tight ends in football are. You know, Travis Kelsey, now this year for the Chiefs, is probably going to be the Chiefs' number one weapon. He's going to be their number one receiving weapon. Likely just because of the loss of Tyreek Hill. And last year, actually for every year except one, Travis Kelsey has had over 100 targets. Last year he had 134 targets, and he was over 1,000 yards last year, nine touchdowns. What about George Kittle, who's probably outside of Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football? Where was he at last year in terms of targets and receptions? Last year, only playing 14 games, he had 94 targets, 71 receptions, 910 yards, and six touchdowns. That right there might be the one. The fact that Kittle, for for his entire career, he's only had two seasons where he had over 100 targets. His second season, in which he broke the record for most receiving yards by a tight end in a season, and the season after that, 107 targets, 85 receptions, and just over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. I think the thing is, too, is is Knox playing 16 games. That could be a big part of it as well. I think he's going to be closer to what George Kittle was last year. I think if if he's even remotely close to 1,000 yards, and I count like 850 yards being remotely close, I think he's going to be warranted that contract. But if they gave him this contract and don't plan on using him heavily, I have to wonder why. Just because I had somewhat written off the idea that that Dawson Knox likely wouldn't have been here. That he was going to ride out his rookie contract and just the Bills were not willing to pay a tight end. But if he does become this team's third option in terms of the receiving game, and it does not become Isaiah McKenzie. You know, I, I'm, I'm somebody that's really high on Khalil Shakir. Anyone that's listening to the show knows how high I am on Khalil Shakir. Maybe that's not where they take this. Maybe it is Diggs, Davis, Knox. And that his target share really goes up compared to who we thought, you know, Isaiah McKenzie was going to be somebody... But, but to be honest, a lot of people when talking about Isaiah McKenzie going into a full-time role all kind of had the same question of, man, are they really going to take him from basically no targets and essentially somebody that you almost forget is on the Bills, you know, at times, especially national people, to all of a sudden, yeah, he's going to be a 100-target slot receiver for this team. I think that was always something that was very difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. Last year, he only had 26 targets. You were telling me he's going to add another 80 targets there? That's tough. That was a tough sell for a lot of people. But so now, I think we maybe have our answer with where the Bills want to go. We thought for a little while that they maybe wanted to go two tight end set. Him, O.J. Howard, maybe even Quentin Morris, maybe Tommy Sweeney. I think, though, now we have our answer. McKenzie's target share is going to go up. But I think he might be more around 70, 80 targets, maybe closer to a tight end in terms of targets. And it'll be Dawson Knox who maybe gets that big jump. It would be a little different for the Bills. I'd be very interested to see if they do it or if this is somebody think, something like last year against Pittsburgh where a lot of five wide receivers set, no man backfield, and they changed it up drastically when it was a disaster in week one. That maybe they go in tomorrow, 
don't really love it, and revert back and see what happens there. I'm interested. Now this has me wanting to watch, you know, how many targets is Dawson Knox getting every week? Because now I, I really do want to know, is he is this contract going to be worth it, or is this just sort of, we really like Knox, we really like what he, what he offers to this team, but they're not willing to really aggressively change his role and give him more to do. We don't know yet, but I'm really, really fascinated to find out because I think Knox can be an elite game-breaking tight end. We saw it early in the season that he just became a menace in getting touchdowns. He was just somebody you had to zero in on. We see week in and week out, he makes unbelievable catches. Of course, the New England game, that first touchdown where Josh Allen's pretty open about it now, he 1,000% thought he threw it away. Knox just makes a great catch, and it's a touchdown. I'm going to be super interested in what Knox's role is this season because I think he has the talent to be somebody that is a game-breaking playmaker for this Bills team, even at the tight end position, because we've seen over the past few years elite teams, truly great teams, have a great tight end next to them. Go back to 2017 with the Philadelphia Eagles. It was Zach Ertz. The Baltimore Ravens from a few years ago was Mark Andrews, of course. The San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle. Kansas City Chiefs, of course. Travis Kelsey. These great teams all have a great tight end who can block and who can catch and who can break plays open, who can really devastate a defense from that in from the middle of the field. I am going to be so glued to the TV watching what Knox's snap count is like, what his target share is like, to see if this contract is going to be worth it. Because I like Knox, but I don't know Dorsey's offense yet. I don't know what his plan is for Knox. But we've all sat here and kind of thought, well, he's clearly got a plan for McKenzie. They gave him a deal. They clearly put him in the starting slot receiver position. Now with this deal, got to imagine he's got a plan for Dawson Knox. We are going to take a quick time out. We come back. Mike Tirico of NBC joined the morning show earlier today. He's going to be helping call the game tomorrow night as the Bills take on the Rams. We're going to listen to that when we come back here on the Nightcap on WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you for the next half hour or so as we get ready for the Bills-Rams to kick off the NFL season tomorrow night. 8.20 kickoff, and we'll have, of course, pregame all day tomorrow on WGR. Straight to kickoff as we get you ready for the Bills 2022 NFL season. But next up, Mike Tirico of NBC Joined the morning show today, Jeremy White, Sneaky Jody Biasi. So we're going to play that back for you as he's helping call the game tomorrow. Here is Mike Tirico. So to the Western Hotline we go. And uh, calling the game, of course, will be Mike Tirico, who joins Chris Collinsworth and Melissa Stark on tomorrow's Bills-Rams kickoff game at 820 on ESPN, or I'm sorry, on NBC and Peacock. Mike will also call Tom Brady and the Bucks and the Cowboys this weekend on Sunday Night Football. Mike, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Thanks for uh, taking some time today. Good morning. What's that four-letter word you just said? ES plus. No, I'm, 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 I was. I'm joking. I'm. I'm joking. Those are still some of my uh, closest friends. So I have a little fun with it. Good morning. Good to sure. meet you guys. Mike, I'm ready to take you back further. I grew up in the Syracuse area. Went to Syracuse. I watched you on TVH five. You, you know, I always love when somebody says, "Hey, I grew up watching you." It's always it's always a reminder that you're old, but yeah, yeah those are great days. I loved them. Matter of fact, I was just up at the dome on Saturday uh, and watched Syracuse kick Louisville's tail, thirty-one-seven. The dome atmosphere was great. I'll tell you what, if, if you're a Western New York fan, I know that uh, 
UB plays some good football, and I think they're going to have a good season. But take it, if you're a Syracuse alum in the area, take a trip over to the Dome. They play Purdue in a couple of weeks. They play Notre Dame. They play Clemson. Uh, I think it's a pretty good team, and uh, it, it's fun. They've done a good job over there. So that's an old stopping grounds, and uh, it, it fuels my ties to Western New York for sure. Yeah. It's all football season coming back to us, college hitting full swing, oh, yeah. and, of course, the NFL tomorrow night. We've got Bills, Rams. It's the launch of the season. It's the new, the new tradition of the Super Bowl champion opens at home, and for us in Buffalo, it's this team. It's our team who – is a favorite to win it. So when, when you look at the size of this game, how do you feel it measures up to kick off a season? Look, it, it's one out of 17, right? If you win this one, they don't give you two in the standings. But it really is the answer to the long-held fan frustration of they don't give my team enough credit. Well, this is the credit, this is the rec- recognition, and the bills are put on and selected for one of the biggest stages that the NFL has. The the kickoff game, obviously, because you have the Super Bowl champs and you have the anticipation of a season, let's be honest, there's a great anticipation for the preseason and then the the football starts. And then you're like, okay, when when can we get this done? Uh, That doesn't happen here. So uh, this is great appreciation and recognition of what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and everybody in Buffalo has built. And the Bills have the stage and the opportunity to show everyone that they are the worthy preseason favorites in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. doesn't mean you have to win this game, but you've got the chance on another big stage. And here's what the Bills have done since that Thanksgiving game in Dallas, what, three years or so ago? They've been pretty good on the big stage, and they've been entertaining. And now Josh Allen and everybody else there has a national following, which is really cool to see. It, it really we we spent so much time thinking about the schedule before it came out and whether or not they'd be an, an option for the week one game at the Rams Mike and all you laying that out it now that we're here it does feel like everybody is curious about the Bills they're interested in the Bills and you know I we I specifically like can get some of these teams can get stale right New England of course over time but we dealt with them for another reason the Cowboys whatnot there still feels like there's a newness to the Bills being this caliber of team and it feels like not just fans in Buffalo but around the country are interested in seeing them and that's why they make sense for tomorrow night well yeah there's a couple of reasons for that and your points are dead on there you know one is those other teams they got stale because they were good right Right. you may get the frustration with Dallas but Dallas still draws viewers like no one else and this is a business right so you, you end up with that but good teams draw an audience and this team has been very good. I think it speaks to the power of the NFL when you look at the size of the market, and yet there is a national following for the Bills. And I think it has to do with a 17-year playoff drought, one of the smaller cities uh, in the NFL, the frustration of the fans for the four consecutive Super Bowl losses. All of that ties in together, and there's a likability factor to this team. That it goes on top of the quality on the field, and a quarterback who you want to watch every snap. You know, I, I, I call it the Tiger Woods theory. Why do people love to watch Tiger so much? Because it felt like anytime he got over a golf ball, he could do something that you've never seen before. Hit some miraculous shot, incredible shot, throw a wild or throw a wild one in there and then recover. Well, Josh Allen has that every snap could be a highlight feeling to him, like a Patrick Mahomes, like an Aaron Rodgers. So I think that adds to the visibility and the excitement level and the reason that the team continues to succeed 
and has the max number of national primetime games this year. Mike Tirico on the Western Hotline. The other, I think, really fun part of L.A. versus Buffalo is the Von Miller story because it's, mm-hmm. you know, if we go back, however, four, five, ten years ago, the idea of anybody leaving L.A. to Buffalo, granted L.A. didn't have a team, it is biggest market to smallest market just about. It is going from the champs to the team that is just a step away. And his role in this game, in this broadcast, I would imagine, is uh, is as big as anybody. Yeah, it's exciting. We were talking to uh, Sean McVay yesterday about that exact topic, and he's looking forward to watching how the Bills use Von Miller in what they do defensively. Uh, Matthew Stafford told us yesterday how terrific Van Von is as a pass rusher. So all of that together kind of factors in. But to your point, which I love, this is a guy going from Hollywood you know, to a small city. Why? And I say small city, it's in NFL terms. Why? He saw the way the team played. He saw the atmosphere around the team. He saw the way the community and the fans embraced the team and have created something and wanted to be a part of that here for a last chapter in his career. So that speaks to what you were talking about before, how the team has come up big on the radar and how the team now nationally has a little sizzle, has a sexiness to it. And that's kind of fun to see. And I think he's going to be a big factor. You know, Von Miller closes games. And the fact that you have somebody who can get a quarterback and get him on the ground is probably what kept the Bills from beating Kansas City in the divisional playoff last year and could be a difference maker for the one or two more steps this team wants to take in the postseason this year. Mike Tirico on the Wester hotline with us. What's your thoughts on the Rams coming into this year? No Von Miller for them. Uh, Beckham hurt. Are they, to you, another run at the Super Bowl? Are they a contender once again? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So no Von Miller, and you get Bobby Wagner, who comes in. A linebacker, not a pass rusher, but he'll certainly add to the middle of his defense a lot. And he's also going to add a six-time all-pro all with the Seahawks. He's also going to add a leadership to this team as well. We saw it at practice yesterday and spent some time talking to him. They were able to add Allen Robinson at wide receiver. As Odell Beckham Jr. is still out, Odell Beckham Jr. still has a locker waiting for him with the Rams. He's shown some interest in going to a good team. I think once he gets healthy, he'll pick the best spot for him. Um, I'm sure Buffalo will be part of those conversations along the way, but the Rams are the incumbent, and I think would have a good chance to keep him. So by not keeping Von Miller financially, they did something with those other spots. I think the Rams, the Packers, Maybe the Bucks, although there's a little bit of uncertainty with the offensive line protecting Brady and a slower start because of injuries to their receivers. I think those teams might have an easier path to the Super Bowl than, let's say, the Bills. Because I think in the NFC, remember if you go out in the 70s and 80s and there was like this velvet rope for the VIPs? Well, the, the teams inside the velvet rope club in the NFC, the elite, there aren't as many as there are in the AFC. In the AFC, I could sit here and argue that Buffalo – and Cincinnati, and Kansas City, and maybe any or all of the teams from the AFC West are really playoff-level teams. You don't have that depth in the NFC. And I didn't even mention Baltimore when I was talking about the AFC. So it's harder to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC than the NFC this year. So I think the Rams have a better chance of getting back to the game than if they were on the other side. Mike Tirico of uh, the Sunday Night Football broadcast. Of course, it's on NBC tomorrow in Peacock. 
Bills and Rams. And we get Sunday night here this year. Packers and Bills is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Night before Halloween. You, you, you think Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, night before Halloween, Orchard Park. Doesn't October 30 just sound like 37 degees, <laughs> 20 to 25 mile hour winds blowing off the lake? Isn't it just swirling around the stadium, goalposts shaking? Can you just see that going right? That, that could be an all time fun night. I am so excited for that game. I had a couple of Monday night games in Buffalo back in my ESPN days, including that very famous game with the Cowboys with the mm. field goal at the end of the game uh, as the Cowboys came back down the field. And uh, I, I know what Orchard Park is like for regular games. I know what it's like for a 425 Sunday game and a Monday night. I think Sunday night with Halloween thrown in could be one of the all-time fun and memorable nights. If there's a game on the schedule I'm looking forward to the most, it is that one. Uh, in late October. I, I I don't remember if it was Mike who said it or someone on that telecast for that game for Bills Cowboys. One of my favorite calls ever is it's not delivery, it's DiGiorgio. Yes. As John DiGiorgio <laughs> ran the other way with a Romo interception. It was great. I, I'm going to guarantee that was Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> That's right. That, that was Tony. Cause Tony, would sit, Tony would sit all week, and he wasn't studying who the third swing tackle was uh-huh. or who the, who the backup uh, punter was. But Tony would look at the names and try to come up with a one-liner for stuff, uh, which is that's what columnists do. And that was absolutely Tony. And I forgot about that, but you are right. You remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, I want to ask you one quick one about your career. I asked the same question to Kevin Harlan yesterday who he had on, and he, his answer was the World Cup. He's not done the World Cup. But you've done so many things in your career from golf majors, football, obviously, hockey. Is there something you haven't called that you would like to? So called, yes, uh, and that's a Super Bowl. Um, and you know, fortunately, in this position with NBC, when it's our turn in the rotation, I'll get the chance to do that, God willing. Um, now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The, the neat part for me is, I've been able to host the Super Bowl, and I've been able to host almost all of those events, the NBA Finals, and call that on radio, and the Stanley Cup Finals, and college college hoops, uh, college football. You know, I guess the Final Four, probably, because of being around Syracuse so long, and, you know, growing up around orange basketball, and, you know, gosh, I got there when Jim Beheim was a middle-aged guy, and he's still there now, and he's still winning. Um, but I have a love for college basketball, even though the, the sport is a little bit different than it was 15, 20 years ago. But I still love the Final Four, the event, the experience, that anticipation in the building before the opening game of the national semifinals tips off when all four teams' fan bases feel like this is our year, we got here. Uh, I'd, I'd love to call that at some point in my career. But having covered a bunch of the three ESPN, I've got to say I'm honestly blessed to have been to all of these. But I'm, I'm kind of stumbling, stammering a little bit because I'm thinking in my head, of Kevin Harlan, who I love, he's a friend, <laughs> all in the World Cup. Oh. <laughs> that would be that would be an absolute trip. That would be hysterical. Yeah. Good, I, that's a good one. I like that. Kevin's doing the game on national radio tomorrow. I can't wait to yep. see him. The 
the one thing that people don't realize is that all of us are friends. We, we all, for the most part, get along. I, I and Eagle, and I've been friends since Syracuse for 30 years. Kevin's a friend. Uh, Joe Buck, Jim Nance, I'll check in with those guys this week. Kevin Burkhart now at Fox. And we all feel that same thing, that we're blessed to be able to do this on a week-in, week-out basis. Mike Tarico on the Western Hotline. Mike, enjoy the game. I, I will say, even though Buffalo's a smaller market, we pride ourselves on the ratings that we put up within the market. So uh, we'll do our best, and I would imagine that the number in Buffalo will be uh, maybe Super Bowl-caliber number, at least here in Buffalo. I don't doubt that one bit. I love the Mafia and the Western New York fans. I, if there's any market that I have a closeness and a fondness to other than Detroit where I live, it's Buffalo for my ties there. So I, I, I know Bill's, Bill's Mafia will be with us. And by the way, they're going to be here. I had somebody flying out, and they said uh, their plane was packed with Bill's fans. So I'm sure we're going to hear from them during the game. We really look forward to it. Yeah, we heard a number 28% of tickets are being sold to New York area codes. So that's just New I York State. Yeah. yeah. All right. I love it. Thanks, Mike. That was NBC's Mike Tirico, who will be helping call the game tomorrow as the Bills take on the Rams tomorrow night at SoFi Stadium. We are going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show and get you ready for what will be all day tomorrow, Bills pregame as they get set to open up the NFL season against the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams tomorrow night. This is the Nightcap on WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap here on WGR. Last few minutes here as we wrap up a Wednesday night and we head into the NFL season. We won't even have a nightcap tomorrow as we are in Bill's pregame. We're heading into NFL week one. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. There's still that little bit of stress, though, I've got. And, and it's and it's only gotten more as we've gotten closer to the season. I tweeted out today, especially because I saw the graphic of everyone in the NFL Network picking the Bills over somebody Michael Irvin, the Cowboys, Steve Mariucci, the 49ers. There's that little bit of stress that I have when I see something like that. And while, yes, for years, I wanted the Bills to be you know, a team that's talked about. I still remember you know, when I was younger that I would get so excited if like a segment on the NFL Network or ESPN would be about the Bills because it's like, oh, my God, they're talking about us. And now, basically, if you're talking about the NFL doing any predictions this offseason – the Bills were a main player in that. Josh Allen is always talked about. Stephon Diggs is always talked about. Von Miller, of course, is always talked about. But now when I see pundits and, and people that literally for a living watch NFL football all going, I think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, and there's like very few people that deviate from that path, it does stress me out because I want to enjoy this ride. We've heard a lot of callers, a lot of texts, a lot of tweets, and all that stuff talking about how you know, this feels like 06, 07 for the Sabres, where you almost have to remind yourself to enjoy the ride, or you're you're upset that years prior, like Bulldog is, that at that time you did not enjoy the ride. That, you know, looking back on it, you wish, you know, you had just gone to more regular season games and just enjoyed the hockey you were watching, and now I'm sort of that with the Bills. I have to remind myself, especially now as, as we really do hurdle into the NFL season, that enjoy this. That at one point Josh Allen will retire and that a lot of people who grew up in the 90s watching Jim Kelly, I would imagine a lot of people thought it would just be, you know, keep on going. The Bills are one of the best organizations in football. And it didn't. We obviously go into the drought and it took since Kelly or until Josh Allen, there was not a NFL, there was really not an NFL starting quarterback of any sort of positivity 
on the Bills roster for 20-plus years. And so there will probably come a time when maybe it's not a drought, but the Bills just aren't that. You very rarely have teams like the Green Bay Packers who go from one Hall of Fame quarterback literally to another one. That just doesn't happen. And so while I don't know if this year is going to be the Bills' best chance to win the Super Bowl, and I've been open and said that I think Josh Allen's going to be a great NFL quarterback, if not a Hall of Fame quarterback, for the next 10 years. I still want to enjoy the ride, especially because likely they will not be talked about like this again. Even if they win the Super Bowl this year, just to get ratings, just to get talking points, a lot of these national opponents will just pick a new team. If Lance hits like I think he will, the 49ers will likely be a team next year that's talked a lot. If Jalen Hurts hits for the Eagles and they're a really good team, next year they'll probably be talked about a lot. The Bengals, maybe even the Jaguars, if they go seven, eight wins here this year, I think they can. And with Trevor Lawrence, they'll be talked about a lot. There's a really good chance that, while this may not be the Bills' best year, in terms of the national media being so fixated on a city in western New York, in a city in New York that is just not New York City, it may not come again for a long time. And it may not come again that... that NFL pundits and people that watch the league for a living are truly sitting here confidently saying, yeah, I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills could not only win the MVP this year, but also the Super Bowl the first time since Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf Rams won the Super Bowl and Warner was the MVP. It's just there is that bit of stress, but also excitement. It is that little gut feeling that you have, the butterflies, where like you know you're in for a good time, but there's a part of you that's still scared. You're a little worried. And I'm trying to get over that, and I think I will. I think I'll be fine, once, especially once kickoff happens tomorrow, because then we're, just, we're in it. We're in it until probably February. It, every weekend, just, and that's what's going to happen. But until then, there will always be a part of me that is just, I'm, almost, I'm gripping on to the bars a little bit tight on this ride. I'm just waiting for the drop to get excited. But for right now, I'm gripping onto the bars. That's going to do it tonight here for the Nightcap. I'm Zach Jones. And tune in tomorrow, all day here on WGR, we'll have Bill's pregame. And, of course, Shopin' the Bulldog starting at 3. We're going to carry you all the way to kickoff at 8.20. The Buffalo Bills season kicks off tomorrow against the Los Angeles Rams. 8.20 kickoff. And, man, thank God it is back. I love the summer. I love the warm weather, but I love football more. That's going to do it tonight. Thank you for listening. This is Zach Jones, and this has been the Nightcap here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Starts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.